Hello everybody this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur show and today we have Lee Woodward with us a highly accomplished coach and consultant with over 25 years of experience in diverse industries functions and geographies she excels in solving complex problems and believes that curiosity is vital for success in any industry Lee specializes in developing systems and processes that maximize individual strength and capabilities she has a proven track record as a leader in corporate hr for a 40 billion dollar company and in managing customer and product support for a 14 billion dollar aerospace division with a passion for entrepreneurship lee has fast and experience in overcoming challenges and supporting women entrepreneurs so without further delay let's welcome lee lee welcome to the show oh thank you so much i'm really excited to be here appreciate it most welcome lee lee let's begin with your journey why did you choose this field what exactly inspired you to become a coach Yeah, it's interesting because I think throughout most of my career and even before that when I'll say just jobs, I always just naturally fell to the coaching side of things of being able to I get great satisfaction out of helping other people do what they want to do and that started very early on. And so for me, I've always had regardless of my job or my title or what I did, I was tended to be the person that people would come in and say, "Hey, can I close the door?" Mm-hmm. And that's always been just one of the most rewarding parts of my career and like I said, sometimes it was just the retail job or whatever in high school and college. I just I really enjoyed that. And so when I decided to say hey now what do i want to do at this phase in my life mm. after my co- corporate career i thought i want to this is what are really what i want to spend my time yeah. doing professionally yeah and also like you have 25 years like more than 25 years of experience so it would be always great that whenever you are helping someone you can help them from your experience as well as from your knowledge and all and you can help that like clients or people or anyone seeking for help in a better way that is the most important Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the key aspects of coaching is to not make it about me. What's to really is to say and then but be able to draw from all this diverse experience. For example, someone that I work with is 26 in their first career and I have to be able to say, "Okay, my perspective now at 53 after 25 years, that's not the perspective that's going to help this individual." I have to go where where they're at and that mm. can be from years of experience it can be from industry it can be from hey i feel really stuck in something personal and so for me that's the most important aspect of coaching is listening and really just yeah. taking time to say okay so what am i going to tell this where was i when i was 20 what's relevant for him to hear right now and it's certainly not my perspective what's relevant to me at 53 absolutely That, not okay yeah so it's crucial you have to connect with them at their level not your level because they are for themselves not yourself yeah absolutely and i think that's what really makes a coach effective is and i think that's not just in coaching i think in almost all of our relationships having people meet us where we're at yeah. because where we're at doesn't mean it's where we want to be right but it it is where we're at and there's this level of acceptance that has to come with that this is my starting point I yeah. want to get to here or I want to get to there but I'm a big believer in you have to be able to know where we're standing to be able to get the right map drawn out to where we want to go. Yeah, correct, absolutely. 
only mostly you are focusing on one coaching or you have like other options group coaching or any kind of programs or events if anybody wants to get coaching from you so what are the options are available yeah i definitely do one on one that's my primary focus and i do offer a free laser coaching session that people can get to my website which is the yeah. lifefulfillmentco.com but I am actually, it's fun that you say that because I love working in groups. And so mm. right now I am actually putting together a group program and I'm also playing around with starting to, I think there's an appetite right now to do some more things in person. Yeah. And so I'm putting something together right now in particular to get, because I also think community is really important. And in particular for women, especially for women who spend a lot of their professional life in male dominated industries, mm. that community is really important. And so I'm playing with that idea. And it is going to be wow. more about showing up with confidence and really how to embody our confidence and our energy to be really authentic and to be able to shut down that negative self talk. And that I know is a real issue for women, even the most highly accomplished women, we struggle yeah. with that little voice. I'm sure men do too, Correct. but I think it's a little more significant for women. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Most of the people like I have been into three to four countries, mostly if I talk about the Asia country and yeah, women are like not that much in compared to West, but we always believe that all of our women, like whoever in the West part, they are pretty much confident. They know everything and all. But when I talk about people, like the problem are same with all the, because we all are humans and we all have that level of blind spot. Yeah. We always have. Yeah. I think there's something about the human condition that there's this little not enough voice. And I know I would say one of the most complicated relationships I've had in my life is with my career. And because there's a side where I want this big, juicy career, I love problem solving, I love challenges. But yet at the same time, I have this, it's a little, it can get toxic, right? Because it's the mm. same time where it's okay, I'm not doing enough. I'm not delivering them enough. Am I worth that paycheck that I'm getting? It's this little cycle. And so this thing that I love but when I don't have it in balance, it can be a toxic relationship. And not to, and I think part of corporate, we say corporate America, but I think the corporate environment kind of feeds on not enough, right? That's just a mantra, not enough yeah. profit, not enough productivity. And so it's easy personally to get sucked into that. And then this thing that can bring you all kinds of energy and joy can be something that exhausts you and makes you feel a little like overwhelmed and stressed out. So yeah, it's a balancing act. Yeah, correct. And also if you see people when they have not joined any kind of corporate, they are pretty much excited. Like I get this job, I will be working with a team and all after maybe two years, three years, some people's maybe one year, <laughs> then they feel that this is not for me. I need to quit. And this is the most important thought. If you are an entrepreneur, this is the probably most important thought that whenever you are doing any kind of job, you always think that, you know, this is not for me. I need to do something more and I am here to do some more. <laughs> so this this is where the entrepreneurship journey started. Yeah, yeah. When I left the Fortune 100 ranks and I started my own company, and by the way, in something completely different, I had spent most of my career in the in aerospace, mm -hmm. and I started a wig business. Believe mm -hmm. it. 
or not in a semi and also did events and with this product. And so I went into the beauty space and I thought, oh, I have all this experience and I, this is going to be this thing. That's my passion. That's what I was missing in corporate America towards the end was this passion. And I was like, oh no, that voice is still going a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I like that saying, wherever you go, there you are. And so that was, okay, this is not so much about the job, right? It's about doing that inner work is what I call it to say, okay, how do I want to show up? And how do I, we're never going to get rid of that voice, but it's like, how do I have a relationship with that voice that serves me instead of just drains me? Yeah. Okay. So you know what, tell us like, what do you think? What are the most important qualities if anybody wants to be uh, successful? Yeah. For me, I think listening. I said that earlier and it's not natural because we are in a talk it and say it type environment a lot of the time. And I actually, when I realized that, and I thought I was a better listener than I was, but what I realized is I was just preparing for what I was going to say. I actually went in and took deep listening courses and said, this is a skill set that I really need to have one just to lead a happier life, by the way. And I found that it just upped my game as a coach because I could just be in the moment and be with the person and not start to layer stories onto it. So I think listening is really important. And then I'm going to use the D word discipline, especially when you're starting out for the first time, because there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot that you need to do. And there's stuff that you don't need to do that you're going to want to do. And to me, it's that discipline word coming in and being very disciplined about how you spend your time How do you create the right experiences for your clients? And again, the discipline to make it about them and not me and what I want to do. And that can be hard. It can be, it can be challenging at times. So I think that listening and discipline are two really important things because I think a lot of times people worry about having this very specific methodology. And I find that when you connect with a person and you really understand where they're coming from, That's where the creativity and curiosity can come in. And together you can find really cool with all your experience. You can find the things to do that will help reframe something for them. But the methodology is great for a nice PowerPoint. But to me, it's really about the listening and the discipline. Yeah, correct. And also like you are more into the listening and that always says that you are pretty much serious, like to help your clients, like in each and every perspective, each and every areas. So how do you balance holding your clients accountable? Because accountable is also an important part whenever we're doing the coaching and all, because if they are not be able to, or they're not that much of accountable, then they are not going to get result, whatever they are looking for. And there are some cases people are mostly blame the coach or parties always on the people but most of the people they are not depends on very mindset to mindset but how do you balance holding your clients accountable while also being compassionate and supportive enough yeah i think i like to say i'm there's kind of three aspects of that i'm definitely a coach which means it's part of it's like how do you put in the work to get what you want that's what a coach does and then brings the best practices and ideas and do you need to do sprints or do you need to run a you know, distance right now for what you want to do? And I'm definitely a cheerleader because I love to have people get the things that are most important to them, yeah. but I'm a challenger as well. And I think that's uh. probably one of the things throughout my career that has built the most trust for me 
And it's why people always have come into my office and close the door. I don't think most of us want to get smoke blown at us. We want somebody that is going to be honest. It doesn't mean you have to be callous or rude about it ever. But honesty, I think, is a really is a really powerful gift somebody can give you. And so for me, it's how do you frame that in a way that is, and this may sound a little woo woo or out there, but it's how do you challenge somebody grounded in just love grounded in all that's good. And then you can really challenge people because I think most people come to a coach because they're stuck somewhere or they want something to shift. And what a, I have to be willing to challenge to make sure that somebody And if they change direction or they say, whoa, that's not what I really want. All right. That's okay. Let's that's part of the process. Let's figure out what the the right thing is for you. Yeah, because all the actions are always towards in order to get the result or the goals that the clients have. Good intentions and honesty is the key whenever you are working with any persons, because if you are being honest, you have a lot of self-esteem within yourselves and that energy reflects to the other people. Yeah, I think like. When I find when people aren't making progress, there's two big things. And I find the same true for myself. And I find you said earlier, right? We're all kind of people. I don't care where we're at on the globe. Things boil down to some pretty common elements, right? For me, it's either it's not broken down enough into small enough steps in our go big or go home kind of mentality gets us and gets me in a lot of trouble sometimes. To me, it's typically, okay, are we stuck because... It's just still not broken down enough. So how do we take it and break it down? Or there's a misalignment. There's a misalignment with either what um, a client really wants or what they really value. And they're telling themselves a story that it's something else. But deep down, yeah. I love this definition of stress. And I this was years ago in my career where some they described stress to me as it's how you would naturally and in full alignment with your values approach something or spend your time or energy. And stress is the is just the distance we get pulled from that. Mm. What an amazing definition of stress, right? So Got when it. I see someone struggling making that progress, to me, it's either we've got too much stress in that system, right? And we need to go, okay, what's really important here? Because let's face it, when we really tap into what really matters to us it's hard to stop us that's everyone mm. but it's that challenge of in a busy chaotic world how do we hone in on that thing that really matters so those are the two mm. things that i tend to try to explore to say is it one of these two it's not always but a lot of times it falls into those areas correct correct absolutely yeah and also since you have a lot of experience in this industry i believe that you have tons of your clients coaching success stories right so could you please tell one of your clients coaching success story that is nearly close to your heart yeah and this was a really this was a challenging one this was someone who was really struggling in their corporate role and they had an idea of and they were making changes And she was just in the position of where she saw a job that she wanted. She wasn't getting it or wasn't being told that was kind of her skill set. And she was really frustrated by this. So she came to me to say, hey, help me get this gap closed. This is what I Mm -hmm. want. And when it was really interesting because it was that exercise, why is that what you want? And, And when we really broke it down and then where are your skills and where are your abilities? 
And we were able to say, wait, what I really want is to be in a job that I kick ass in, that that I just am really good at. And I want less stress. This was a highly stressful environment for her. And and I, I want it to feel good to me, not what the flavor du jour of the org chart saying is the new it position, right? And so it was really interesting because we she ended up leaving that company finding a new job that she thought she never wanted to leave that company. She never thought, and she found a new job that really played to what she's really good at and what kind of made her light up. And she let go of all those stories that just didn't really matter. And so to me, that one's near and dear because it was just so different from what she came to me for and what she thought she wanted and where we started out. And then her like, all the growth she did to let go of the ego stuff that wasn't serving, like all this stuff that it doesn't matter. And to have her kind of be like, holy, who thought I would have ended up here? So I love those where you're just like, who would have known? And we're both like, wow, cool. So that's one that will always sit near and dear. And it took, it, it, it was a lot of work on her part. So it was great to have it just end up something she totally didn't expect and better yeah. than she could have ever expected. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of work and also it takes also a lot of courage to shift your jobs and starting anything from the scratch and getting that things like in your way and getting the happiness from the your work. So it always as a coach, it's the most important part when you see that when you listen that your client is getting progress or they're doing the things that they wanted to do. So it always gives you like that level of thing, that level of beautiful feelings. Yeah, well, and I think that's, Anyone that's in a leadership role or management role, gosh, that feels awesome. There's just, that's the great thing about working with people. You say, you said in the beginning, and I am really good at process and I like process, but I would say hands, I will always choose people over process. Give me great people over a great process any day. The magic's in the people. So. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So let's talk about misconceptions that are revolving around coaching industry. What are some common misconceptions about coaching that you have noticed till now? Yeah, I think you've already mentioned a couple of them, which is one, it's not going to be work that you're going to come in and somebody's going to have this nice methodology. And if you follow it and check off the boxes there, lo and behold, there I'm in this brand new place and everything's great. And so I think that's one of the misconceptions about it. The other is, I think that even when people come for professional, more professional focused stuff, like the story I just told you about, a lot of this stuff is just, it's deeper than that. It's more than that. It's the stories we tell ourselves. It's how long have we been living out here when really home base is here, right? But we've been functioning out here and there's a lot of layers get built up. So it's highly personal. It's highly it's deep work. I just think to make Mm. shifts, even when they're authentic, right? And it takes a certain amount of bravery. Because if you I think there's this misperception of I can stay how I am. But if I add some stuff on, yeah, I'll get to that next. And sometimes that's the case. But a lot of times it's whoa, I need to delayer some stuff here and start having some real honest conversations with myself. And I think Mm. as a coach, and I'll probably add this on with um, listening and discipline. It's creating that safe space for people. It's a very vulnerable. It can be a very vulnerable journey. 
And as a coach, creating the space for that vulnerability is really valuable. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Okay, Lee, like you told that you are 53, but <laughs> I was thinking about like you might be 35 or in your 40, but tell us like if you are putting all of your life journeys or experiences, knowledges and make an autobiography of yourself, then how do you name it and why? Let's see. It's funny you, you asked that because I'm actually in the process of writing oh, wow. a book. And it for me is very much a journey that I found myself on after big career. And I found myself disappearing behind the titles. And it was just go do prove myself. And I found myself in my early 40s, just exhausted. And I realized one day, oh my gosh, I am utterly disappearing. I've created a life that is just sucking me dry. And believe it or not, why I started a wig business is that one day after a very long international trip, because I supported all the airlines globally, international trip that they usually were pretty uh, strenuous. I had to, I'd been committed to go over to a little get together. I went and I saw off the side of the room, this pink party wig. And I was like, what's that? Because I was thinking like, how can I get out of here? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm grumpy. And I'm like, wait. I really want to try that thing on. So out of the blue, I didn't care. I'm like, forget it. I'm putting that thing on. And I put this wig on. And just like that, I did not walk. I sashayed uh. around the room. It was crazy. And, and so I was like, just became enamored with this feeling that I had. And believe it or not, that is one of the reasons why I started a wig business was like, I'm on this journey. I'm going to figure out what that is. And what I realized that after many months of just exploring and doing all these crazy things, including giving up my big corporate job to go start a wig shop, was that in that moment, when I sashayed around that party, I was in complete total self-acceptance. And I experienced that. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And for me, one of the most, and I think I'm not alone for women, one of the areas where we are least accepting of ourselves is our physical appearance and how we look. And I really took a couple years to get over that. So I appreciate you saying, I'm like, all I know is I see me when I look in the mirror, I can look at myself. And that was not always the case. And I don't think I'm alone that a lot of women, they don't even see themselves. And I do believe that was part of my disappearing. And because it's easier not to see because, oh, my face isn't supposed to have wrinkles or I'm supposed to, or my body's supposed to look this way or that way. And I think, my God, when we can't just look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, man, I see me. Yeah, that was. And so that's the journey I took. And I am so glad I did. And I'm still playing with the name, but I think the name would be beautiful. And I think it's just an area that every woman just deserves to look in the mirror and just see herself and be like, yeah, I see me. And that is just perfect. So that that's fantastic. Yeah. Believe me not, you are looking fabulous. You're looking so beautiful. Okay. And it's not like for that, like people think that like sometimes because I am a person, I whenever I give any kind of like compliment, I always mean it because uh, I always believe that everybody is beautiful, everybody because we all have different faces. So how do someone different that, you know, this guy is not looking good. This guy is looking bad. This is nothing like that. 
each and everyone have a beautiful face beautiful heart and sometimes people due to some situations or due to some circumstances people are not be able to find out or not be able to realize whatever the beautiful things that they have but on they realize that thing so we all are beautiful that as yeah like as we see i believe we see in the world what we see in ourselves and so as i started to really this beauty in myself oh my gosh the world just became and i'd always been connected to nature but wow just the beauty in the most amazing places and in people like being able to see it so yeah so i'm a big beauty nut that way so <laughs> that's awesome okay so tell us what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our people can find you and get in touch with you Yeah, yeah, and if you don't mind we can put the the link in the show notes. My website's the best way to reach me and on it you can either hit the contact me or actually I would love it sign up for a coaching session and yeah. it's the lifefulfillmentco.com. And when I started this specific coaching business I'm like, wow, it's about living a fulfilling life, so the life fulfillment co. So, and I would love to hear from everyone. I'm not big on social media, I'll be honest. It's um one of those areas where I'm still trying to figure out how to find my space in there and be comfortable yeah. so my website's definitely the best place to to reach me. Awesome. Guys do make sure you follow Lee, wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs by tapping her website. So that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur show. Thank you Lee for being on the show and it was an honor to hosting you today. Ah, uh, thank you so much. I had a blast. Thank you. Thanks again, Lee. So that's it. I am your host, Subrat, signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Please take care of your health, guys. Bye. Hello, everybody. This is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Lee Woodward with us. a highly accomplished coach and consultant with over 25 years of experience in diverse industries functions and geographies she excels in solving complex problems and believes that curiosity is vital for success in any industry lee specializes in developing systems and processes that maximize individual strength and capabilities she has a proven track record as a leader in corporate hr for a 40 billion dollar company and in managing customer and product support for 14 billion dollar aerospace division with a passion for entrepreneurship lee has fast and experience in overcoming challenges and supporting women entrepreneurs so without further delay let's welcome lee lee welcome to the show oh thank you so much i'm really excited to be here appreciate it most welcome lee lee let's begin with your journey why did you choose this field what exactly inspired you to become a coach yeah it's interesting because i think throughout most of my career and even before that when I'll say just jobs I always just naturally fell to the coaching side of things of being able to I get great satisfaction out of helping other people do what they want to do and that started very early on and so for me I've always had regardless of my job or my title or what I did I was tended to be the person that people would come in and say hey can I close the door mm. and that's always been just one of the most rewarding parts of my career and like i said sometimes it was just the retail job or whatever in high school and college i just i really enjoyed that and so when i decided to 
say, hey, now what do I want to do at this phase in my life? Mm. After my corporate career, I thought I want to, this is what are really what I want to spend my time doing professionally. Yeah. And also like you have 25 years, like more than 25 years of experience. So it would be always great that whenever you are helping someone, you can help them from your experience as well as from your knowledge and all. And you can help that like clients or people or anyone seeking for help in a better way. That is the most important. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the key aspects of coaching is to not make it about me, was to really is to say, and then, but be able to draw from all this diverse experience. For example, someone that I work with is 26 in their first career. And I have to be able to say, okay, my perspective now at 53, after 25 years, that's not the perspective that's going to help this individual. I have to go where where they're at. And that Mm. can be from years of experience. It can be from industry. It can be from, hey, I feel really stuck in something personal. And so for me, that's the most important aspect of coaching is listening and really just taking time to say, okay, so what am I going to tell this? Where was I when I was 20? What's relevant for him to hear right now? And it's certainly not my perspective, what's relevant to me at 53. Absolutely not. Yeah. So it's crucial. You have to connect with them at their level, not your level, because they are for themselves, not yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what really makes a coach effective is, and I think that's not just in coaching. I think in almost all of our relationships, having people meet us where we're at, because where we're at doesn't mean it's where we want to be. Right. But it it is where we're at. And there's this level of acceptance that has to come with that. This is my starting point. I want to get to here or I want to get to there. But I'm a big believer in you have to be able to know where we're standing to be able to get the right map drawn out to where we want to go. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. And Lee, mostly you are focusing on one coaching or you have like other options, group coaching or any kind of programs or events, if anybody wants to get coaching from you. So what are the options are available? Yeah, I definitely do one-on-one. That's my primary focus. And I do offer a free laser coaching session that people can get to my website, which is the lifefulfillmentco.com. But I am actually, it's fun that you say that because I love working in groups. And so Mm. right now I am actually putting together a group program and I'm also playing around with starting to, I think there's an appetite right now to do some more things in person. And I'm putting something together right now in particular to get, because I also think community is really important. And in particular for women, especially for women who spend a lot of their professional life in male dominated industries, Hmm. that community is really important. And so I'm playing with that idea. And it is going to be more about showing up with confidence and really how to embody our confidence and our energy to be really authentic and to be able to shut down that negative self talk. And that I know is a real issue for women, even the most highly accomplished women, we struggle with that little voice. I'm sure men do too, Correct. but I think it's a little more significant for women. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Most of the people, like I have been into three to four countries, mostly if I talk about the Asia country and yeah, women are like 
not that much in compared to west but we always believe that all of our women like whoever in the west part they are pretty much confident they know everything and all but when i talk about people like the problem are same with all the because we all are humans and we all have that level of blind spot yeah we always have yeah i think there's something about the human condition that there's this little not enough voice and i know i would say one of the most complicated relationships I've had in my life is with my career. And because there's a side where I want this big, juicy career, I love problem solving, I love challenges. But yet at the same time, I have this, it's a little, it can get toxic, right? Because it's the Mm. same time where it's okay, I'm not doing enough. I'm not delivering them enough. Am I worth that paycheck that I'm getting? It's this little cycle. And so this thing that I love but when I don't have it in balance, it can be a toxic relationship. And not to, and I think part of corporate, we say corporate America, but I think the corporate environment kind of feeds on not enough, right? That's just a mantra, not enough yeah. profit, not enough productivity. And so it's easy personally to get sucked into that. And then this thing that can bring you all kinds of energy and joy can be something that exhausts you and makes you feel a little like overwhelmed and stressed out. So yeah, it's a balancing act. Yeah, correct. And also if you see people when they have not joined any kind of corporate, they are pretty much excited. Like I get this job, I will be working with a team and all after maybe two years, three years, some people's maybe one year, (laughs) then they feel that this is not for me. I need to quit. And this is the most important thought. If you are an entrepreneur, this is the probably most important thought that whenever you are doing any kind of job, you always think that, you know, this is not for me. I need to do something more and I am here to do some more. (laughs) So this is where the entrepreneurship journey started. Yeah, yeah. When I left the Fortune 100 ranks and I started my own company, and by the way, in something completely different, I had spent most of my career in the in aerospace mm-hmm. and I started a wig business, believe mm-hmm. it or not, and a semi and also did events and with this product. And so I went into the beauty space and I thought, oh, I have all this experience and I, this is going to be this thing. That's my passion. That's what I was missing in corporate America towards the end was this passion. And I was like, oh no, that voice is still going a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I like that saying, wherever you go, there you are. And so that was, okay, this is not so much about the job, right? It's about doing that inner work. Is what I call it to say, okay, how do I want to show up? And how do I, we're never going to get rid of that voice, but it's like, how do I have a relationship with that voice that serves me instead of just drains me? Yeah. Okay. So you know what? Tell us like, what do you think? What are the most important qualities if anybody wants to be uh, successful? Yeah. For me, I think listening. I said that earlier and it's not natural because we are in a talk it and say it type environment a lot of the time. And I actually, when I realized that, and I thought I was a better listener than I was, but what I realized is I was just preparing for what I was going to say. I actually went in and took deep listening courses and said, this is a skill set that I really need to have one just to lead a happier life, by the way. And I found that it just upped my game as a coach because I could just be in the moment and be with the person and not start to layer stories onto it. So I think listening is really important. And then I'm going to use the D word discipline. 
especially when you're starting out for the first time, because there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot that you need to do. And there's stuff that you don't need to do that you're going to want to do. And to me, it's that discipline word coming in and being very disciplined about how you spend your time. How do you create the right experiences for your clients? And again, the discipline to make it about them and not me and what I want to do. And that can be hard. It can be, it can be challenging at times. So I think that listening and discipline are two really important things because I think a lot of times people worry about having this very specific methodology. And I find that when you connect with a person and you really understand where they're coming from, that's where the creativity and curiosity can come in. And together you can find really cool with all your experience, you can find the things to do that will help reframe something for them. But the methodology is great for a nice PowerPoint. But to me, it's really about the listening and the discipline. Yeah, correct. And also like you are more into the listening and that always says that you are pretty much serious like to help your clients like in each and every perspective, each and every areas. So how do you balance holding your clients accountable? Because accountable is also an important part whenever we're doing the coaching and all because if they are not be able to or they are not that much of accountable, then they are not going to get result whatever they are looking for. And there are some cases people are mostly blame the coach or parties always on the people but most of the people they are not depends on very mindset to mindset but how do you balance holding your clients accountable while also being compassionate and supportive enough yeah i think i like to say i'm there's kind of three aspects of that i'm definitely a coach which means it's part of it's like how do you put in the work to get what you want that's what a coach does and then brings the best practices and ideas and do you need to do sprints or do you need to run up in distance right now for what you want to do? And I'm definitely a cheerleader because I love to have people get the things that are most important to them, but I'm a challenger as well. And I think that's Mm. probably one of the things throughout my career that has built the most trust for me. And it's why people always have come into my office and close the door. I don't think most of us want to get smoke blown at us. We want somebody that is going to be honest. It doesn't mean you have to be callous or rude about it ever. But honesty, I think, is a really really powerful gift somebody can give you. And so for me, it's how do you frame that in a way that is, and this may sound a little woo-woo or out there, but it's how do you challenge somebody grounded and just love, grounded in all that's good. And then you can really challenge people because I think most people come to a coach because they're stuck somewhere or they want something to shift. And what a I have to be willing to challenge to make sure that somebody, and if they change direction or they say, whoa, that's not what I really want. Mm. All right, that's okay. Let's that's part of the process. Let's figure out what the the right thing is for you. Yeah, because all the actions are always towards in order to get the result or the goals that the clients have. Good intentions and honesty is the key whenever you are working with any persons. Because if you are being honest, you have a lot of self-esteem within yourself and that energy reflects to the other people. Yeah, I think like when I find when people aren't making progress, there's two big things. And I find the same true for myself. And I find you said earlier, right? We're all kind of people. I don't care where we're at on the globe. Things boil down to some pretty common elements, right? For me, it's either it's not broken down enough into small enough steps in our go big or go home kind of mentality gets us in 
gets me in a lot of trouble sometimes. To me, it's typically, okay, are we stuck because it's just still not broken down enough? So how do we take it and break it down? Or there's a misalignment. There's a misalignment with either what um, a client really wants or what they really value. And they're telling themselves a story that it's something else, but deep down, I love this definition of stress. And I, this was years ago in my career where some, they describe stress to me as it's how you would naturally and in full alignment with your values, approach something or spend your time or energy. And stress is the, is just the distance we get pulled from that. Mm. What an amazing definition of stress, right? So when I see someone struggling making that progress, to me, it's either we've got too much stress in that system, right? And we need to go, okay, what's really important here? Because let's face it, when we really tap into what really matters to us, it's hard to stop us. That's everyone. Mm. But it's that challenge of in a busy, chaotic world, how do we hone in on that thing that really matters? So those are the two Mm. things that I tend to try to explore to say, is it one of these two? It's not always, but a lot of times it falls into those areas. Correct, correct. Absolutely, yeah. And also, since you have a lot of experience in this industry, I believe that you have tons of your clients' coaching success stories, right? So, could you please tell one of your clients' coaching success story that is nearly close to your heart? Yeah, and this was a really, this was a challenging one. This was someone who was really struggling in their corporate role. And they had an idea of, and they were making changes. And she was just in the position of where she saw a job that she wanted. She wasn't getting it or wasn't being told that was kind of her skill set. And she was really frustrated by this. So she came to me to say, hey, help me get this gap closed. This is what I Mm. want. And it was really interesting because it was that exercise. Why is that what you want? And and when we really broke it down and then where are your skills and where are your abilities? And we were able to say, wait, what I really want is to be in a job that I kick ass in, that that I just am really good at. And I want less stress. This was a highly stressful environment for her. And and I, I want it to feel good to me, not what the flavor du jour of the org chart saying is the new it position, right? And so it was really interesting because we, she ended up leaving that company, finding a new job that she thought she never wanted to leave that company. She never thought, and she found a new job that really played to what she's really good at and what kind of made her light up. And she let go of all those stories that just didn't really matter. And so to me, that one's near and dear because it was just so different from what she came to me for and what she thought she wanted and where we started out. And then her, like all the growth she did to let go of the ego stuff that wasn't serving, like all this stuff that it doesn't matter. And to have her kind of be like, holy, who thought I would have ended up here? So I love those where you're just like, who would have known? And we're both like, wow, cool. So (laughs) that's one that will always sit near and dear. And it took, it, it, it was a lot of work on her part. So it was great to have it just end up something she totally didn't expect and better than she could have ever expected. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work. And also it takes also a lot of courage to shift your jobs and starting anything from the scratch and getting that things like in your way and getting the happiness from your work. So 
it always as a coach it's the most important part when you see that when you listen that your client is getting progress or they are doing the things that they wanted to do so it always gives you like that level of thing that level of beautiful feelings yeah well and i think that anyone that's in a leadership role or management role gosh that feels awesome there's just that's the great thing about working with people you say you said in the beginning and i am really good at process and i like process but i would say hands i will always choose people over process give me great people over a great process any day the magic's in the people so got it got it got it yeah so let's talk about misconceptions that are revolving around coaching industry what are some common misconceptions about coaching that you have noticed till now yeah i think you've already mentioned a couple of them which is one it's not going to be work that you're going to come in and somebody's going to have this nice methodology and if you follow it and check off the boxes there lo and behold there i'm in this brand new place and everything's great and so i think that's one of the misconceptions about it the other is i think that even when people come for professional more professional focused stuff like the story i just told you about a lot of this stuff is just it's deeper than that it's more than that it's the stories we tell ourselves it's how long have we been living out here when really home base is here right but we've been functioning out here and there's a lot of layers get built up so it's highly personal it's highly it's deep work i just think to make mm. shifts even when they're authentic right and it takes a certain amount of bravery because if you i think there's this misperception of i can stay how i am but if i add some stuff on yeah i'll get to that next and sometimes that's the case but a yeah. lot of times it's whoa i need to delayer some stuff here and start having some real honest conversations with myself and i think mm-hmm. as a coach and i'll probably add this on with um listening and discipline it's creating that safe space for people it's a very vulnerable it can be a very vulnerable journey and so as a coach creating the space for that vulnerability is really valuable yeah correct absolutely Okay Lee like you told that you are 53 but i was thinking about like you might be 35 or in your 40 but tell us like if you are putting all of your life journeys or experiences knowledges and make a autobiography of yourself then how do you name it and why let's see it's funny you you asked that because i'm actually in the process of writing oh, wow. a book and it for me is very much a journey that i found myself on after big career and i found myself disappearing behind the titles and it was just go do prove myself and i found myself in my early 40s just exhausted and i realized one day oh my gosh i am utterly disappearing i've created a life that is just sucking me dry and believe it or not why i started a wig business is that one day after a very long international trip because i supported all the airlines globally international trip that they usually were pretty uh, strenuous i had to, i had been committed to go over to a little get together i went and i saw off the side of the room this pink party wig and i was like what's that because i was thinking like how can i get out of here i'm tired i'm exhausted i'm grumpy and i'm like wait i really want to try that thing on So out of the blue I didn't care I'm like forget it I'm putting that thing on and I put this wig on and just like that I did not walk I sashayed yeah. around the room it was crazy 
And, and so I was like, just became enamored with this feeling that I had. And believe it or not, that is one of the reasons why I started a wig business was like, I'm on this journey. I'm going to figure out what that is. And what I realized that after many months of just exploring and doing all these crazy things, including giving up my big corporate job to go start a wig shop, was that in that moment, when I sashayed around that party, I was in complete total self-acceptance. And I experienced that. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And for me, one of the most, and I think I'm not alone for women, one of the areas where we are least accepting of ourselves is our physical appearance and how we look. And I really took a couple years to get over that. So I appreciate you saying, I'm like, all I know is I see me when I look in the mirror, I can look at myself. And that was not always the case. And I don't think I'm alone. A lot of women, they don't even see themselves. And I do believe that was part of my disappearing. And because it's easier not to see because, oh, my face isn't supposed to have wrinkles or I'm supposed to, or my body's supposed to look this way or that way. And I think, my God, when we can't just look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, man, I see me. Yeah, that was. And so that's the journey I took. And I am so glad I did. And I'm still playing with the name, but I think the name would be beautiful. And I think it's just an area that every woman just deserves to look in the mirror and just see herself and be like, yeah, I see me. And that is just perfect. So that <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Believe me not, you are looking fabulous. You're looking so beautiful. Oh. And <laughs> it's not like for that, like people think that like sometimes because I am a person, I whenever I give any kind of like compliment, I always mean it because uh, I always believe that everybody is beautiful, everybody because we all have different faces. So how do someone different that, you know, this guy is not looking good. This guy is looking bad. This is nothing like that. Each and everyone have a beautiful face, beautiful heart. And sometimes people due to some situations or due to some circumstances, people are not be able to find out or not be able to realize whatever the beautiful things that they have. But later on, they realize that thing. So we all are beautiful. That has Yeah, like as we see, I believe we see in the world what we see in ourselves. And so as I started to really this beauty in myself, oh my gosh, the world just became, and I'd always been connected to nature, but wow, just the beauty in the most amazing places and in people like being able to see it. So yeah, so I'm a big beauty nut that way. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so tell us what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our people can find you and get in touch with you. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't mind, we can put the, the link in the show notes. My website's the best way to reach me. And on it, you can either hit the contact me or actually, I would love it, sign up for a coaching session. And yeah. it's the lifefulfillmentco.com. And when I started this specific coaching business, I'm like, wow, it's about living a fulfilling life. So the Life Fulfillment Co. So, and I would love to hear from everyone. I'm not big on social media, I'll be honest. It's um, one of those areas where I'm still trying to figure out how to find my space in there and be comfortable. Yeah. So my website's definitely the best place to, to reach me. 
Awesome. Guys, do make sure you follow Lee, wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs by tapping her website. So that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Lee, for being on the show and it was an honor to hosting you today. Uh, thank you so much. I had a blast. Thank you. Thanks again, Lee. So that's it. I am your host, Subrat, signing off and you guys have a wonderful day. Please take care of your health, guys. Bye.